Yo, what up, everyone? You are now listening to a brand new episode of Behind the Baller Podcast in HD Sound. This is episode 115, and this is the weekend wrap up. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Yo, I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. Uh, mine wasn't bad, okay? On today's episode, we are going to discuss when will there be normalcy? The NFL is fucking back, and it's not that bad. My Seahawks handled business. My bookie AG and how we did this weekend with our NFL picks. Of course, the hobby. The Lakers are in the Western Finals, but the Clippers aren't just yet. The movie Social Dilemma and Clint Eastwood's new film, Richard Jewell. I am giving away a box of BBDTC Tops Chrome on this very episode. PML Quick Strike was lit and much more on the top charting best free game podcast on the earth. Let's fucking go. So I keep getting this from a lot of people, like friends, uh, randoms, but mostly like close people that, that I haven't really talked to on a daily basis and I don't talk about like what's going on in the world, right? And they ask me like, yo, I mean, I feel like it's never gonna be normal again. When do you think we're gonna get back to normal? And you know, I'm like, I don't have that fucking exact answer, you know? And I don't think anyone really does. But as I stated early, in the pandemic, you know, when all this shit first started, I said, uh, you know, at earliest, maybe fall 2021. But, you know, what does normal mean anymore? Like, more, normal's a big word. Normal, like 2018 normal? Shit. It, it, it's fucked up right now. You know, um, I drove Kaya and Ryder around town this weekend. Just, just it stayed in the car, right? Drove through Old Town, Pasadena. And the entire street, if you've been to Old Town before, the entire street's like all these nice stores, restaurants and things. I mean the whole fucking street. Every restaurant on Colorado Boulevard, which is the main street, had their restaurants on the sidewalks, which is a norm now, but it's a different scene at like right there where it's like this open, big-ass road. And all the restaurants are on the streets or they're on the sidewalks with the tables outside and the actual fucking streets People are sitting in the streets, so parking is, is taken away, and the tables are packed. You know, and this wasn't even fucking like, it wasn't 11 to 2 p.m. or 11 to 1.30, and it wasn't like 5.30 to 8 o'clock. This was like motherfucking 3 o'clock, and like I'd say 90% of the tables were packed. And I drove by the Americana, and that shit was motherfucking packed, you know, yet these restaurants are still doing very bad because they can't keep the same numbers. You know, it's, it's so much, it's fucked up. You know, they got they can't do the same capacity. Maybe some of the small places might, but look, I just read this study and I forgot where. Someone shared it on Twitter and it said that by next summer, 85% of all restaurants in America will shut down due to COVID and the way that this has affected their businesses. And that fucking sucks. You know, and my heart goes out to all the restaurant owners, um, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it before, and I'm talking about Donglejang, which is already, you know, crazy, but Beverly Sundubu. Sundubu is a, you know, a, a Korean um, porridge soup, tofu soup, and it's fucking delicious, right? It's amazing. And Beverly Sundubu is the best in LA. I'm saying the best in the country. Sorry, it's that good. The motherland doesn't have Sundubu that good. And Sundubu in, in the motherland is incredible, right? Um, but they're shutting down at the end of the month just because, you know, this is fucked up. So again, normalcy, when people are telling, you know, like they're saying they have this deep feeling inside and it gives them anxiety. And I have the same feeling that life won't ever get back to be the same. You know, I try to be positive and I know it's tough, especially, you know, like, look, you got people that are going out in big ass 
indoor arenas, indoor households, indoor churches, certain things, and not wearing a mask. Look, it's already drama being at a quick strike or being someone outside a football game without a mask, okay? But you're just asking for it when you're doing inside, you know, and I'm not here to tell anybody how to live their lives again, you know, but I really do think we might even look back and be like, damn, 2020 wasn't that bad. I know that sounds fucked up, and I don't want to say a scare, the same fear mongering, none of that shit. Shit could get worse because people are just, we're starting to realize how dumb some people are. Doesn't matter where the fuck you are. There may be dumber in, you know, in Texas or wherever the fuck. And I'm not just, I'm just saying, you know, these people are like, we do what the fuck we want. And, and again, they're not taken serious. And people who are sick, like, oh, I got over it with whatever. And I'll get over that in a second. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But it's mostly young or dumbass people. They're like, fuck this. I can't believe people are still staying at home. Like, fuck, I'm gonna live my life, wear a mask. Now that's cool. But um, again, it works out when everyone's wearing a mask. It, it don't work out that way. Now look, it, you could play craps and people gamble and some people don't and whatever. And when I say young, I mean under 25, right? You know, these under 25 people are like, yo, this is America, right? It's our choice. It's free. You know, let us have fun. And if we want to get the, you know, if we, we, we know what the consequences are. We'll get disease. And if we do, we do. And um, 90% or more of these people don't even have health insurance, you know? So let's say one of them does get sick and be like, oh, whatever it is, what it is. It's like, okay, but you're stuck with easily a $50,000 bill if you're in the hospital for three or four days, let's just say, okay? Some of these people get, they don't get sick very long or anything, and those people still have issues later. They, have, they don't tell you that. Why would anyone tell you that? If Donald Trump doesn't want to tell you that shit is deadly and doesn't want to talk about it, why the fuck would somebody who understands the thing, you know, and understands the virus and understands it and is it doesn't want people to feel already more fucked up than they are. Yes, the people who've recovered and stuff, that doesn't mean you're fucking clear, <laughs> you know? But the hospital bill is just another nightmare, you know, because you could rack up a million dollar bill at the hospital, six figures, it's a fucking, and you're like, oh, it's a scam, it's just for, okay, it's a scam. You could fucking die from this shit, all right? But they rather risk other people's lives, including themselves, because this is America. Okay, dope. All right, it's up to us to make this change. And it's, that's all it is. It is up to us. It's not up to the government. It's not up to the police. And I will say again, if Dick Stain Donald told the world, or at least just told Americans that this virus was deadlier than anyone thought it was, just those words alone, just him taking it seriously and saying it, it would have helped tremendously. But nope. He wanted us to be fucked up. I, I have no clue why. I don't even know what, I couldn't even think of what benefit it had of him doing and just saying, just being fucking stupid the way he's been, the way he was, he was what, and what he did, okay? If anything, if he would have said how real this shit was and it was transparent, this would actually have given him better chances to be reelected. That's what I think, Okay. And understand this, you see, okay, look, check this out. If I don't like someone and they're right about something, they're still right, okay? I'm not fucking stupid, like, no, 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 fuck that guy, whatever. Oh, he did everything. So, no, I'll point out 99 negative things of one, one person because they did 99 negative things. And it does overshadow the three good things that person did. I'm just good at calling that out. I have a talent for it. Some people call it negative, I call it the truth. Okay, if I hate someone, I absolutely hate them, and some bad, unwarranted shit happened to them, I wouldn't be parade around a chair and be happy about. It. Like that's not karma. That's just that's fucked up. Okay, or if they said something intelligent, I'd acknowledge it. I'd never go against that. You know, like for instance, yesterday, the fucking refs made some shitty ass calls in that Rams fucking uh, Cowboys game Sunday night, and it's like they didn't call the thing against golf, and then it came back and boom, they fucked up the fake ass pi. And um, that fucking changed the game. Regardless, just, just fuck, I'm like, look, I hate the Cowboys and I don't like the Rams at all, right? But whatever, it's cool. I hate the Cowboys though. And I felt bad for them. That's not how I get down. You people, so many people, I, I really hope the people that have listened to a lot of episodes definitely understand me a lot better, okay? I love the truth. Sometimes it's ugly, it's painful, and I might avoid it, but I'll never deny it, Okay? This is real as far as COVID-19. I doubt it gets like way worse, okay? 
but it's just going to prolong shit. And when you prolong shit, it fucks up the country much more, right? And at least, you know, we are getting more knowledge, you know, and data as time passes, but it's not gonna disappear, okay? We do need some sort of vaccine to give us a ladder or just to get this shit kickstarted, okay? And then some, okay? For those of you who have multiple kids over the age of five and they're in school right now, like, you know, obviously LAU Unified School District doesn't have school, they're Zoom. So most of the country for kids, they're in Zoom classes, right? So if you have two or more kids, that shit is not easy to log them in, to fucking put in the code and all that shit, then make sure they're paying attention. And you already know, man, until a kid turns like nine, again, some of you guys have good kids. I'm saying, not saying my kids are bad, malicious kids. They're just, you know, they're restless kids, you know, and they can't pay attention. They got a short attention span. And I don't understand, like, yo, if you have one parent that works or even both parents that work, you know how fucking hard it is to have kids in school right now, like it's fucked up. You know, that's the time where parents can kind of either work or not have to worry about that part. That's why it's so essential that we get this shit back in order so kids can be safe and go back. This is fucking crazy. You know, my son London's best friend has to go to school and go to daycare because both of his parents work. They work at a hospital. So their son is doing fucking Zoom class from a daycare. That shit is so sad. And there's like kids over there wearing masks and it's like, it's fucked up. That shit breaks my heart. And if London didn't have a condition, I'd let that kid stay here from Monday through Friday just so they could be around. I know they want to see each other, hang out. But look, I know what has happened has affected a lot of people's mental health. All right. And I don't know when normalcy is going to happen or anything. It sucks. Okay. But all I can say is you have to fight this out and you have to be smart. You can't just give up. Do you know what I'm saying? Because giving up is, is not an option for, you know, anyone who has elderly people around them, family members or anything, or, or a kid with asthma. All right. And people are like that fucking on that. Oh, there's only 1% death rate. Or it's only, oh, you know, actually, there's actually only only four or six percent death rate with the virus. You know, what, what they don't tell you is that there's like a 40% chance that the ones who live and kind of get sick are never going to be the same ever again in their fucking lives. No, that's not true. It's fucking true. Okay. You, you don't get it. That shit just doesn't fucking disappear in your lungs and in your body. Okay. I know two people personally, all right, both in their 30s one in their very early 30s and one in their mid-30s who have got COVID-19 two times now, okay? How, how? You know what? I don't fucking know. Both times, they took every fucking possible test. They took a CDC official test. They went to the testing center. They took the fucking at-home immediate test, which is only 97%. Motherfuckers got it twice. On both occasions too, they both had symptoms each time. All right? One now says she only has 30% of her lung capacity. Um, I'm sorry, 30% of her lung capacity is gone, meaning she has 70% of her lung capacity and that's forever. It's not like her lungs are gonna rebuild. There's no such thing as, a, I don't think there's a lung transplant, is there? But if there is, it's like, that's crazy. Do you know? Forever. Because she wanted to what? She wanted to go to see this dude, you know, sing or some shit. And um, um, yeah, I mean, he was singing at a bar and, and it was like, you know, and, she got in there and, you know, the motherfuckers got sick. Everyone got sick in there. She's fucking 34 years old. So the, again, the choice is yours. But this year does suck. I, I'm not going to lie, you know. But do something about it. You can make a change. You don't think you can, but you can't. Go vote. Okay? And why vote for someone who didn't do a fucking thing to help this country with this pandemic? Don't start with the bullshit, please. Let's be real. Okay? And yes... These two choices, they fucking suck, okay? One candidate for president is like getting punched in the head by a professional boxer, okay? And then the other candidate for president is like getting a gunshot to the head with like a nine millimeter, all right? Can you tell the difference between the two, obviously? All right, so you got to choose your poison. And I can't imagine how much this sucks for the youth. And when I say the youth, I'm talking about like kids in their teens. I want to go out and party and hang out and have fun and, you know, date, go 
fucking pass notes in class, how the fuck text, whatever the fuck they want to do, kids in college, or people who are just getting their lives started, all right? But I'll say this, if everyone took this shit dead ass serious, we would have been done with this and people could have enjoyed summertime. hundred percent. That is true, serious, motherfucking legit news. If everyone took the shit real fucking serious, I don't give a fuck what Jordan Shaq tell us. Some of these other motherfucking idiots have said, look, man, that's the truth. Because as much as I think Wuhan's a fucked up, whatever, man, them motherfuckers is out there chilling and it's fucked up. Korea's still cool. You know, they're not letting nobody come in. They're being fucking serious. And it's like little small things pass by and they're still, you know, but look, Canada, they reported uh, two days in a row, I guess, right? No deaths. Meanwhile, we're losing motherfuckers, you know, in the thousands per day. And 9-11 just happened, right? And they don't realize we lose what 9-11 lost every fucking day, pretty much, in this country. That is fucking crazy. Anyways, um, on to less serious news, okay? Congrats to my homeboy, Travis Scott, on his McDonald's collaboration. Um, you know, it's, it's a big deal. I love McDonald's. Y'all don't know it. already know how much I love McDonald's. But it's a big fucking deal. He got his own burger. Um, even though it wasn't like anything like spectacular change, like they didn't change shit. You know what I mean? Like they didn't fucking put like strawberry jam. They didn't change the burger a certain way. They pretty much had all the ingredients that McDonald's has. But I'm not hating. It is what it is. It's fucking big. And I know that the bag he got was probably fucking bigger. Okay. The merch is not my personal cup of tea. It's not my style. Like the jorts, you know, and um, like the jort cargos or the jargos. Like, I don't know, man. They That's just not really. And to be honest, out of all the things in the McDonald menu, I can truly say the quarter pounder is my second least favorite item, um, which is a really close tie with the filet of fish. I actually, you know what? I might even fuck with the filet of fish even more. And I don't even eat red meat, but I've been taking little bites here and there just to see how my stomach reacts to this shit. And, and you know, I've been doing a lot better. I don't know what's up with rap because he has, you know, ulcerative colitis as well, but he had maybe a worst case. I had some other shit going on too, but my stomach is like not even night and day. It's a whole different level. When it gets bad, it's fucked up, but it's been good. But um, it's a huge project with Travis Scott. Like the fucking madness that's going on at McDonald's, there's no fucking, they... I'm sure they printed up a decent amount. There's no paper bags, no more boxes anymore. There's not even fucking quarter pounders anywhere in the USA. Quarter pounders are sold out damn near every single place at every McDonald's everywhere across the country. Okay. And now, speaking of Travis Scott, now we get into the golden ticket question. All right, guys. As you know, or some of you will know, that I'm giving away my last box of BBDTC X tops chrome right i gave away a box on thursday's episode and now i'm giving away a box today it's the last box i give away period there'll be no more giveaways for the entire fucking box all right guys so here is the question when i first met travis scott it's like seven eight years ago who did i mistake him for Okay, me and this man, Trav, had a 20-minute conversation, one-on-one, was chilling, was kicking it. He was telling me, yo, I fuck with you heavy, man, baller, like, yo, man, you know, like, I've been fucking with you since I was in high school, you know, all this and that, whatever. Super cool, dude. I've always had a great relationship with Trav. And he even tweeted, Ben Baller for vice president. Okay, again, this was like seven, eight years ago, all right? I thought he was another rapper, and he didn't even fucking stop me from mentioning the songs and everything, I feel like a fucking complete jackass, okay? I said, I said, oh man, bro, that shit was dope. That one song, oh man, that shit was lit. He didn't say shit until I finally apologized to him. He's like, man, don't even trip. You know, that shit happens here and there, boom. And I was like, all right, man. So the question is, who is that rapper? Who is the rapper that I mistook Travis Scott for? All right, send the answer to behindtheballerpod at gmail.com, all right? And you will win a sick-ass box of baseball cards. All right, guys, jumping into the hobby now, of course, uh, before we get started, um, finally got Gary V uh, recording that shit today, actually, 
And uh, the episode is dropping this Thursday. We know the Dust Brothers, they don't fuck around. They're going to produce that and fucking edit the shit real quick. And I'm going to ask them about some things and obviously the hobby and everything. But it seems as if the big play right now for real money is Pokemon cards. I'm not fucking playing with you guys. I'm being dead ass serious. This shit is really the wave. And there's big money. And uh, I think only certain kinds of rare Pokemon, but there's a lot of rare Pokemon cards out there. Um, people don't really know about. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but the market is crazy. My nephew is barely 12 years old and he's fucking making five to $10,000 a month flipping Pokemon. This is my little, little you know, because you imagine if the bankroll was bigger and just the opportunity was bigger, like he's flipping Pokemon and making bands. It's crazy. Not even a fucking teenager yet. So trust, I am about to go in on Pokemon boxes today and later this week. Yeah, today I'm definitely going to hit a local card shop and definitely check out uh, some Pokemon cards, and, and I'm not fucking around. Speaking of this week, my other Vintage Tops Project 2020 card drops this Wednesday, day after tomorrow. I've already dropped the Ted Williams. That was the, the first one, and now the only other one is, yep, Bob Gibson of the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, I want you guys to know that I brought back the OG Swagger. I went two cards and kept the super classy and kind of avoided ice and stuff. I was like, nah. I need to throw some, you know, I can't have both of them be, I need to throw some gangster shit on, on, you know, on Bob. But what I did do is I kept the vintage base design without going completely original and redoing the card. I just dressed it up a little bit. Now, remember, very important you guys remember this, okay? Every single card I release from this point out will have a legit giveaway, okay? And it'll occur in real time now, okay? Anyone who buys my Bob Gibson card will get a chance to win a 14 karat gold Cuban necklace, Cuban link, all right? 24 inches long. You could choose either rose gold, white gold, or yellow gold. I don't give a fuck what it is. You choose, all right? And by the way, the winner of the Tony Gwynn uh, Cuban link from, you know, people who bought the Tony Gwynn card, that giveaway will be announced today. So make sure you check your emails, but just know we're doing a giveaway on every fucking card. And for my Ken Griffey Jr., I'm giving out an iced out Seattle Mariners piece. It is fucking sick. This is a big piece. It's like a $17,000 piece. I'm not fucking around. I want to fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, go buy some cards. There's something in for you, you know? We all benefit from it. We all win. Someone gets a chance to fucking come up on way less money than going out and buying a chain. And I'm not even going to make people, I'm not making nobody no fucking chain. So you double win. Um... Continuing with Project 2020, I just got my Mark McGuire cards in today, and that means that Tops is not fucking around with the shipping. They're really getting fucking fast with this shit. My Tony Gwynn card probably comes in a week, okay? And that means my Ted Williams card is two weeks away, which means in two to three weeks away, Max, you will be receiving cards within days of ordering them, meaning you're going to be getting cards now in like regular time as if Tops, there's no COVID, nothing. That's how fucking fast these motherfuckers, I'm sorry, Tops, for anyone from Tops, listen, not motherfuckers, but they're not playing around right now, okay? But now it makes the project fun again because you will have your head, the cards in your head within days now, you know, not weeks, not months, and it makes a huge difference, a fucking huge difference, all right? So salute to Tops. Also this week, most of you guys who won the Tops raffle for my BBDTC Chrome boxes, should be getting them. All right, you guys should be getting them today for the Montgomery Club members, people who ordered uh, next day air options and stuff, or maybe next week for those who chose regular shipping. But once you do, I'd suggest that you rip open the fucking packs. Yes, you could resell them and make more money than the 250 price. But look, man, it is the most addicting, fucking satisfying thing in the world. I, I can't even contain myself. As of today, I have opened 10 boxes, okay? That's like $8,000 that I could have made. Fuck the money. It just was so much fucking fun. And there's, there's so much more money in the rips that I did. You know what I mean? I gave shit away. I traded shit. And it's just like, if anything, at the worst, I would have broke even. It's so much fucking fun. The quality of these cards are excellent. I mean, literally the best I've ever seen on any kind of sports card. It is next level, okay? And remember, the overall amount of boxes that were produced for my Ben Ball did the cards, Topps Chrome, compared to any other Chrome release, Sapphire, the regular Chrome, and that's that Mercedes Benz of Topps every year, you know? 
It wasn't even close, all right? The numbers of my production were like fractions less. And it's even half more rare. It's, It's double rarer than a fucking Sapphire release, okay? So after a while, there won't be that many boxes around. Not like anything else, you know? And look, man, everyone in the hobby knows... You know, ripping cards is fucking fun, man. I put a couple boxes away for my kids and I even put like one or two away here and there. And, uh, you know, I bought some boxes resale. I don't give a fuck. As you know, I had a release yesterday. I dropped 10 boxes, right, of the BBDTC Chrome, 10 boxes. I autographed the boxes one through 10. There was 10. They sold out in less than seven fucking seconds. All right, seven fucking seconds. Okay, it's my fucking, insane. Seven fucking seconds, okay? I also sold a hundred single sealed packs of BBDTC Chrome and those sold out in 85 seconds, okay? Do you understand how fucking, this the fastest sellout my website has ever had, all right? Seven seconds. Do you guys not understand what the fuck I'm talking about? That is faster than I could bust a nut on my my crush. Okay? Yes. That means even if Mariska Hardigay, all right? If Mariska Hardigay from Law & Order, yeah, wanted to have sex with the Korean John Cusack, I'd last at least maybe 80, 90 seconds or so, at least two minutes, and that shit would have, my all my cards would have been sold out by the time I nutted, all right, it is fucking mind-blowing, but uh, so many salty folks that um, hitting me up on Twitter and stuff that didn't get to buy the release, the shit was sold out so fast, uh, look, I'm gonna release another 100 packs for sale, all right, I did 100 packs for gold at uh, $111.11, or 10 cents, yeah, $111.10, so it was 100, I never had cards for, I never had anything on my website that related to the hobby, I was under 350, Everything's always been, you know, at least that. So I'm going to make a hundred more autographs. I'll do either silver or blue ink, and I'm going to have them for $99. How about that? All right. I just bought six boxes that I paid resale prices for because I believe in this product and I think it's good for the hobby economy. Okay. Now, on to my autographs. I need you guys to pay attention again, please. Uh, I sold my Mariano Rivera autographs this past Friday. They sold out, of course. But now, with my Project 2020 cards dropping every two weeks until Christmas, and now that the shipping issue is not an issue anymore, I'm going to do the opposite for my autograph card releases from now on. And I'm also going to make them a little more rare. And by making them a little more rare, it'll make things more fun. So now, I'm going to combine two players at a time. So before, I was releasing a, a 1 of 50, a 1 of 10, maybe a friends and family, but a 1 of 1. So you know, like you're going to get maybe 61, 62 cards, whatever, boom. So I'm going to combine two players at a time now. And um, I could release this weekend, right? Because I have both these cards, but I'm not going to because I need Beckett to authenticate and everything else. And even though I could, I'd rather do it next Thursday or next Friday. And so what's going to happen is I'm going to be dropping my Don Mattingly and my Mark McGuire autos at the same time, okay? There is going to be a 1 of 50 silver BBDTC auto. And just know, always know, for those who forget, whatever the player's number is, for instance, Don Mattingly's number is 23 and Mark McGuire's number is 25, those and the number 24, and the number 42, sorry, which is my college and high school number, right, are always going to be special cards, meaning I'm going to list them, you know, I'm going to write them, you know, in a different color ink. I'm going to write something special on there. Maybe I draw something on the card. And, uh, you know, it makes it even more exciting for the person who gets the card 42, you know. Now, where it becomes more rare, and when it becomes more rare, it becomes fun, there will no longer be a 1 of 10 gold Ben Baller autograph set for my cards going forward. Okay, except for my last card, which is Ken Griffey Jr., which doesn't drop until middle of December, all right? But from now on, starting with Don Mattingly and Mac, there will only be a one of one, 
right, which is gold, a one of 50 in silver, like I mentioned, and now there's only gonna be a one of five gold Ben Baller autograph, which again makes shit more scarce, strictly for collectors, okay? Okay, so yo, look, we're gonna take a real quick break and we'll be right back with some fun stuff and how to make some bread this week. Yo, Miles, hit us with the boy. You know that boy, what's his name? Adelaide Inspired. The stress of daily life weighs on us all. Whether you're an elite athlete, an entrepreneur, or a washed up dad like me, muscle pain and tension is a real thing. That's why I use Theragun, literally the best in the game. The all new Gen 4 Theragun is the shit. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There is no substitute for Theragun Gen 4. With a personalized Theragun app and the power you need. Starting at only $199 for a limited time and investment in your well-being. Go to theragun.com slash baller right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. I truly can't recommend Theragun enough. I use mine all the time at home and on the go. I even use it in the car. If you don't believe me, just look at what professional athletes on the sidelines use. Got pain? It's time to be smart. Go to theragun.com slash baller. That's theragun.com slash baller. Treat yourself and your loved ones right. And we're back. Yo, to those of you who were lucky enough to buy a gold Ben Baller to the Chain money counter, some of you might have got yours this past Saturday, or you might be getting them today. But anyways, they should be trickling in this week and maybe up till early next week. And of course, look, I got some of mine um, because I was able to get samples and stuff, but I didn't forget about the two winners, okay? Obviously, they said it was gonna take four to five weeks, whatever, and they came. Didn't forget about the two winners off this podcast, that one, my assistant will be shipping them out this week, especially um, to uh, one of my new favorite people on the earth. That's uh, Natalia, um, who is such a sweet girl. She's such a great person. She's such a positive. It's just like you, if you're friends with this girl, like your life has got to be better just from being around her. But uh, she won the gold counter. Is she's giving it to her brother, which is crazy, and that's just like an awesome thing to do. You know, she's an awesome person. Um, so, yo, big news. The NFL is fucking back. Like, they're back, back. Of course, you motherfuckers know, right? And it's like, it's crazy. Yes, no fans, but somehow that shit worked out. I wasn't even paying attention to fans, which is fucking weird, right? And maybe just we're so fucking desperate. It just worked out. They're really in uniforms. They're fucking out there playing. I don't know. I guess only some of the stadiums will be selling the, the 40% capacity seating, like how, uh, you know, the Chiefs um, Texans game at Arrowhead did. But some won't. I do know Seattle is because they told me via email for my season tickets, but I'm not going to any games, okay? But man, let me start off by saying waking up Sunday morning to football is a great feeling, all right? An even better feeling is turning on ESPN, drinking coffee, and eating my motherfucking McDonald's breakfast and hearing Matt Hasselback say, my fucking name. Say Ben Baller did the chain while he's promoting my Snickers chain, my new Snickers 2.0 hungry chain. It's fucking sick. Never gets old. You know, just and on top of that, that Seahawks love. It was just fucking awesome to see that shit. And speaking of Seahawks, my Seahawks came out gang banging. Okay. We look fucking good. For no preseason games, nothing. All right, like Metcalf kind of pissed me off. He dropped an open fucking, just open, no one guarding him, boom. No one defending him, drops an open fucking pass. Hits his hands too, dead on him. But, you know, he ended up fucking scoring right after. So, you know, 
let me say that our defensive backfield is looking something like that Legion of Boom reincarnated. Yes, that shit felt like LOB 2.0. Whole defense looked great. But yo, Blair looked good. Hill looked good. My bro Quandre Diggs, you already know he's been on, on the podcast. He played good. That pick was amazing. Shaquille Griffin, I ain't gonna lie to you, he kind of low-key pissed me off, but it's all good. But yo, Jamal Adams. Wow. This motherfucker's like a mini Jadavian clown. No, fuck that. This motherfucker was like, he's like Cam Chancellor, the uh, new version of Cam. This motherfucker was out there getting it in, getting motherfucking sacks. He gelled with the team so good. And the fucking Jets are all salty and fucking haters, front office, whatever, boom. And we'll see. But the motherfucker's been nothing but positive. He came in there whooping ass. Our defense is so fucking good. We're only going to get better. We got the W. And honestly, we made some stupid mistakes. Like um, the fucked up play by fucking, uh, I forgot what fucking two players on defense, the two BBs cross past each other and fucking dick fuck scored. But look, Russell looked strong as fuck. Okay. Our receiving core looked good. We have fucking, our receivers are crazy. I can't wait till Josh Gordon is fucking in, uh, activated. And uh, Chris Carson looked good. Everyone looked fucking good. Greg Olson, motherfucking, come on, Disley's not even, you know, man, we got Greg Olson, Dis- and we got Hollister as a backup. Like, it's fucking lit. I can't wait to see what we do against bitch ass Belichick. All right. And that fucking weirdo, Cam Newton. But uh, on to some better news. Miles Davis, please. I'm sorry, bro. I love you. Okay. But your Niners look like shit, bro. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know where the fuck. I don't know. Yo, the gas, the Sunoco, the Texaco, the motherfucking mobile Chevron gas that was passed around this 49er nation fan base is crazy because Garoppolo is fucking overrated. And I don't know what the fuck happened to your homeboy Kittle. All right. Kittle looked like he was playing at half speed. Okay, this is supposed to be in the Niners' year? Like, bro, come on, man. Arizona is whatever, bro. I mean, like, look, Kyler Murray is dope and whatever. And, and you know, um, come on, bro. This definitely ain't the paper NFL champion squad from last year. And I say paper because, come on, man, y'all, man, I just didn't get it done. But I don't know who the Niners play next week. But if it's anyone decent, I feel sorry for y'all. You know, but... Yuck, man. I don't know. But we'll see what happens. You got motherfuckers betting me. They're going to do bet, man. I ain't trying to hit that shit. I think we're going to fucking go to the chip. But, yo, so how do we do this week with the betting? All right? So we did seven and four, and we got a push, you know, if you count the W off the Chiefs Thursday night game. And, uh, you know, we got a push. Fuck it. You know, it's not bad. Still want some bread. But I came up 5,000 on the Hawks game. So, look. Remember to sign up at mybookie.ag, and if you're a new user, they'll match your first deposit up to $1,000, all right? That's 1G in free play, you fucks, okay? So for the two Monday Night Football games, it's fucking weird, right? There's two Monday Night Football games tonight. For the two Monday Night Football games tonight, me and the Dust Brothers like Pittsburgh minus six and the Titans plus three. Now, you already know, fuck the Titans, right? And they're just on my shit list because whatever. But I don't know if Clowney is playing. Um, I hope he plays like shit if he does, but whatever. Anyways, on to some basketball and to the NBA. Well, actually, you know what? Not even to, uh, no, the NBA, but more so my lake show, okay? We tapped that Houston ass. Like, it was like, man. And just like I told you guys, we would tap that ass. I said the Lakers in five. Bitch, guess what? Yes, Lakers in five. And we covered every game on the point spread after that first L. Okay? Now, I don't know what the fuck is going on with my boy Russ, but goddamn. He might have to go to another team because it just ain't working out with him in Houston. I, for Brody, I don't know, man. Him and Harden just ain't gelling. And let me tell you something, bro. Austin Rivers is on this show. He's a personal friend of mine. It's my dog. But yo, you bitched out, man, when you fucking by accident hit uh, LeBron in the head, man. You got scared, bro. Like, come on, dog. <laughs> Austin, man. I'm going to have you back on the show and I'm going to talk shit, bro. How you, you going to be scared of LeBron James, dog? Come on, man. Should have smacked him. Yeah, motherfucker, I threw that ball at your head. Now what, bitch? 
fuck's wrong with you? Anyways, D'Antonio, um, I guess he quit. Good, whatever. He fucking sucks. That whole little small fucking man bullshit. But like I said, yo, I want Boston to whip Miami Heat's ass so that we can get that OG Laker-Boston rivalry back and crack in. Okay? The Clippers look like shit, by the way. You're having a hard time against fucking Denver right now without a fully healthy Jokic. All right? And y'all are losing. What the fuck is going on? Look, I don't give a fuck who wins game seven. All right? I'd love to see my boy Bol Bol get some fucking PT. But look, we're going to the ship and we're going to win a chip. All right? The Dodgers, look, they're kicking ass and taking names. Okay? The World Series is right around the corner. Wouldn't it be just so fucking lovely if my Seahawks won the Super Bowl, my Lakers won the chip, and the Dodgers won the World Series? It'd be fucking glorious. And uh, we will see. It's and The odds ain't bad. I'll tell you that right now. Right about now, I got to do something serious and a little different. Uh, I, you know, I'm not big on apologies. And I am one to apologize. In fact, I practice doing the opposite. But I got to say this, look, man. I said some shit that was out of pocket and was taken out of context. And uh, I need to give an apology to my bro Noriega, a.k.a. Nori, right? He's a longtime homie. But more importantly, you know, he's somebody I've been a fan of as a rapper back in the Nori. You know, Nori getting Capone days and even when he was solo, when he was getting fucking, when, when he pretty much put the Neptunes on the map. Yes, Pharrell and all them, he really gave me, you know, their their first like real hip hop, you know, cosign beat and everything. But Nori got family and real close friends of his that he's like 25 plus years in with that I consider my family. So he's like, you know, right in between. So me taking shots at drink chaps wasn't cool. I just want to say as a grown man, I did this on Twitter, it was stupid. And as a grown man, I'm responsible for my words. And even though it was a little misconstrued, you know, on Twitter, how it is, whatever, a little bit, right? But Nori felt like it was disrespectful. And he's an OG in the game. He's been podcasting for many years, way fucking before me, since like Combat Jack days. And it ain't cool. Also, you know, I have my guest on uh, Tax Stone and he had said some things and um, he had some things to say about Nori that allegedly weren't true or whatever. But you know what? I let it rock on some journalist shit. And I should have just edited that part so that there was no animosity whatsoever. But look, Nori, you my dude. I apologize. I'm sorry. You are welcome to come on the show any fucking time. I can't wait to get on Drink Champs. I really do appreciate the call on Friday, bro. Much love. For real, dog. It's all love, Nori. I had to say that publicly so it's on here in his archive forever. So, you know, there's never no smoke between me and my boy. So, um... This weekend was the second PML quick strike of the year. It's like, shit, maybe the the 20th or I don't know how many we've had since 2013. But we usually have like three or four a year. So uh, there might be another one probably around Christmas. We usually run a a Toys for Tot charity event around Christmas and stuff. And out of all the ones that we've had in the past, there was like maybe two that stick out that were just amazing. They were so fucking good. But this one... We had maybe 600 fucking people show up, all right? And motherfuckers pull up out of the woodworks with fucking exotic cars, fast cars. There was a GTR meetup, I think, like 25 or more GTRs came out, Nissan GTRs. Yo, there was like fucking, um, you know what? Actually, hold on. Let me go back. One GTR tried me on the 101 before we hit the five going south. 101 south to the five south, right? And I had to let dude know that he was cute. But I'm married, so I couldn't fuck around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Get the fuck out of here, bro. And you know what? Look, you know what's funny is no ego, all right? There's Bugatti Chirons. There have been La Ferraris. There have been all kinds of crazy cars you've seen, right? But the K-Town Destroyer 8 stole the show. Legit, straight up. Jack and George hit me up, like, you know, of Platinum. Like, yo, bro, you shut that motherfucker down. Like, it hit so different, no lie. All eyes were on Black Mamba. And it felt so good to see the car community come out and chop it up with people. A lot of new cats who have never been to Quick Strike before. And uh, it's so funny, man. They like try to take shots at the God. But, you know, OGs and fools let them know what time it is. You know, 
but like again, man, just so many, you know, familiar faces, OG homies and everything else. People came with markers and shit in, in 2020 cars, asked me to autograph. And I'm like, bro, people want me to autograph lighters and stuff. And it's and it's all love. I'd rather give out the, but it's like I don't autograph lighters. Like I'm gonna ruin the lighters, gonna look at make it look stupider, right? Make it look dumber. I'm sorry, stupider. Yeah, I'm not signing no autographs. I sign a sleeve and stuff. It's just not my thing. I told people that too. It wasn't like something I I plus it fucks up what I do for, you know as a hustle for money and, and what I do and as far collectors and stuff, I don't really have autographs out there like that, you know, but it's all love and I appreciate people telling me to listen to the podcast and I just try to stay on my social distance because it was fucking crowded. Kept my mask on the whole time, wasn't playing. But the 11 year old master photographer, the one who shot the illest shot of any car I've ever owned, that roller of my Pista by, at the, on the freeway, which is incredible, all right? Soren Swift, the 11-year-old genius, okay, he got another sick roller of my Senna this time. And seriously, this kid could go places, all right? And I mean like really working for the best of the best in the exotic or luxury car world. And I'm talking about it could be fucking Europe, Tokyo. He's going to be on the Autobahn one day shooting pictures of people. He's just fucking amazing. And shout out to his fucking dad too. Good people, just great guys. And I got a little gift for you coming in the mail. Um, So... There's an Instagram page called LA Car Spotter, right? And they posted my car and I left a comment. I was like, yo, and I took a little small little shot. I was like, yo, my car was crazy. You know, this fucking center's fast as fuck, way faster than my piece in any of the cars, boom. And, you know, a GTR pulled up and blah, blah, whatever. And I left a comment saying that this black GTR tried to pull up on me and I had to show him what it do. And these four kids, literally, of course, GTR fanboys, they're the 49ers, they are the LeBron James fandom, 49ers fandom of the car world. There's nothing worse than a GTR fanboy, all right? These four kids, literally, I'm talking from ages 20 to 24-year-old kids who drive Godzillas and don't even fucking realize I had a Hakusuko before these dudes even had a driver's license, all right? They're challenging me to a race. <laughs> Yo, for anyone who listens to this show and has been out to a quick strike or has been and seen me drive, like with kids, has seen, I'm not talking about my kids in the car. They barely have been in my, you've seen me drive and I'm talking about like when I get nasty, like when I get onto my, when I get in my shit, bruh, man, I've ran up on 2000 horsepower GTRs that could probably do 350 mile per hour top speeds and they didn't fuck with me. The motherfuckers' balls went right between their legs and went to the ass, looked like a vagina. Like this was motherfucking, uh, um, the fuck was that movie, goddamn, with fucking Hannibal Lecter? The fuck was the movie, man? I can't think of the fucking movie. It was the fucking, not Red Dragon. What was the fucking, The Silence of the Lambs? When the motherfucker was tucking his dick in, looked like he had a little pussy. Look, I've ran up on the, I've ran up on, you name it, all right? These dudes don't want to catch a fade like this, man. This dude literally is in an R32, which is a dope-ass OG Skyline. I'm sure it's a right-hand drive, Japanese. And I'm sure it's fast, too. I'm sure he's on a fucking ethanol. You know, he's on E85 fuel program. It's like the fucking... Look, dude, he challenged me to a 40-mile-per-hour roll-on from 40-mile-per-hour to 60-mile-per-hour roll-on to, like, you know, 121. Bro, I'm like, come on, dog. Honestly... I don't even get into anything that starts at 40. I don't even get anything that starts at 90. All right, at least 100, my G. Like I told him, I said, yo, you want to do a 150 plus roll on or whatever? We'll hit 200 in this bitch. He's like, of course your car hit 200 in this. It's LOL. Like motherfucker. He's like, my car is geared to max out at 190. Like, bro, that's cool. You're racing on motherfucking, you know, Atlantic Boulevard or fucking Garvey or where the fuck you from or an OC or some shit, dog. That's not how I get down. That's not my problem either. You geared your car to 190. Homie, we get that big boy talk. You feel me? Like when we shut the motherfucking freeway down, they arrested Jack. I'm sorry to even bring that up, Jack. And motherfuckers is out there doing 195 in the on the 405, clowning, smashing. Okay? Or that one stretch on the 10 that I love. Right after you pass Fremont, there's that 110 where the fucking carpool lane is. And no offense to my Alex Troy, he knows what to do. That's my boy. And I think Alex's skills have changed in the last three or four years. But that's where I get nasty, motherfucker. I'll hit buck 90, 220 on that bitch. Okay. I've done some stupid shit before on quick strikes, on runs. Yo, we drove from LA to Orange County in 22 minutes. And I'm talking about 
LAX to fucking Irvine with a few homies to the Irvine Spectrum. We got to the Irvine Spectrum from LAX parking lot to parking lot in 22 minutes at 7 p.m. That's like with light traffic. That's traffic, okay? And then that infamous quick strike from Platinum to Pasadena, the Rose Bowl, going the opposite way. So we hit the 405 first when I was in my white GT3 RS, I think it's K-Town Destroyer 3 or 4, where I was smoking everything in fucking sight except my boy Tim's 918. And people don't realize I was in rare form that day. I was really on my Lewis Hamilton shit, all right? And it wasn't about, on the straightaways, yeah, you know, I couldn't keep up and whatever. Had I had my Senna or Pista that day, dear God, it had been unfair as fuck. As unfair as this race is. Like, they just don't get it. This ain't like YouTube where you see motherfuckers running the half mile, the quarter mile, where the GTR is souped up. And it's, you know, because you could buy fucking, you could mod a GTR for fucking 40, 50 grand. And it'd be fast as shit, great. And a motherfucker ain't gonna run that long. It just ain't. I run my car every fucking day. I could drive the Senna to 100,000 miles if I wanted to, okay? But this Senna is not a Bugatti Veyron. It's a whole different type of thing that's going on now, all right? In a couple weeks, my Senna is gonna go to Gintani, and Gintani is going to tune my shit, add a couple little things in there, some special sauce with the turbos, you know what I'm saying? Some minor work. I'm gonna be running VP110. Now, I'm gonna be having, I'm gonna be having a like a thousand horsepower, all right? Again, these kids were running against, I'm watching videos on their pages, but I'm like, yo, what the, what the fuck? And I get it, you know, it's like, I don't even bring up movies, man. But like, this kid has this video where he's going against some clown in a 720, a stock 720S, who's probably never been in a high-speed race before and is just not even fucking probably shifting. He has no fucking idea what the fuck he's doing. And to tell you the truth, I don't even know if the motherfucker was... He got a little jump, and that jump does help for him, whatever. And again, I know it's a 30-year car and whatever. I'm impressed with you. Great, dude. But this dude literally said, one of the other dudes said, I literally make money off of racing. Bro, you're 20, dog. Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> bro, I got $100 bills older than that dude sitting somewhere at my mom's house, bro. Like... Come fucking, bro, look, man. Anyways, the event was dope as fuck, okay? We had a nice little squad. My boy Anthony, my boy Artie, um, my boy Kai pulled up in his 720. You know, uh, Kai has a podcast. Uh, it's called Medium Rare, I think. And uh, his brother Levi, shout out to those two dudes. And uh, Kai brought his 720 out. He actually imported it from, from Canada. It actually has Ontario plates on there. And uh, he got some sick-ass BBS LM rims on it. Shit looks good, man. Looks really dope. But uh, I'm going to set up a canyon run for the homies soon. And uh, maybe do Angeles Crest, maybe do Malibu. I don't know. We're going to do something dope. By the way, so look at, as we were headed to the 101 freeway, there was a palm tree that was lit on fire. And I mean fully engulfed in flames on the corner of Sunset Boulevard and La Brea, right where the fucking Sunset Strip starts, okay? It was dropping pieces of fucking straight flames onto the street. And the shit created like a bottleneck right there. We're like, what the fuck is going on? Why is everyone driving like a dipshit? And then I realized like, yo, this shit almost hit a few million dollars in cars. We were damn near having to get into the opposite traffic's left turn lane, you know? But it was, I recorded a video, me, you know, whatever. And the video went viral. And there's fucking idiots like on Worldstar and Baller and all these other places like, yo, man, that's that 5G shit. See, that's 5G. Man, shit. Bro, shut the fuck up. No, it wasn't. All right? How and why did it start? I, I don't know. But it was either one or two things. Either some sick fuck shot some fireworks up there or a Molotov cocktail or some shit or ashes were coming from all the fires that are all over California right now. By the way, if you don't know, if you've been fucking living underneath the fucking sombrero, you must know that there's fucking fires all over California, okay? And maybe some of the ashes from those fires in the air or whatever caught up on one of the trees. Maybe that's what lit shit up. I don't know. But speaking about the fires, look, I was wearing an N95 mask the entire time I was outside. I was outside for like maybe about an hour and 15 minutes, okay? For the rest of the fucking entire day, my chest hurt bad. No cap. My chest was fucked up. So please be careful if you're in LA or in San Francisco. Look, I know I'm old, but the air quality in LA County and the Bay Area right now is fucking terrible, especially in the IE. That shit could create a lot of problems I mean, this shit is just, man, bro. 
They're saying it's only 6% contained still. Like, come on, man. This is fucking... Like, what more shit can happen? Um, so entertainment-wise, this weekend, I happened to watch two gems. All right. One is a documentary movie called The Social Dilemma. It's on Netflix. It's about what tech and social media companies aren't telling you about these apps that we love and how they make them addicting and how they could make them not addicting but they don't. It's actually controlling and affecting our minds and our bodies. And they articulated this shit down to us, like it's really on science, right? It literally can take total control of your fucking body and everything. But I don't want to give away too much. It's something everyone should watch. Not to hear in there, every single person that listens to this podcast should watch that movie. Am I getting a dollar from it? Fuck no. But it's something important, okay? The people who break down why this shit is toxic or fucked or whatever are ex-employees of Google. And I'm talking about like some dude who fucking, you know, worked on, you know, parts for one fucking app. No, I'm talking about, this is like ex-executives of Google, Twitter, and Facebook, okay? One of the guys who's in the movie, he's the motherfucker that invented the like button on Facebook, all right? That shit is crazy. It's deep and it's a must watch. You gotta see The Social Dilemma. Um, The other movie I found out about was uh, through Jordan Winter, a.k.a. one half of the dubious Dust Brothers. It's Clint Eastwood's latest movie. It's about a security guard who was accused, falsely accused of a bombing in Atlanta during the Summer Olympics of 1996. It's another banger. It's a great movie. It's called Richard Jewell, and uh, I fuck with it. It was good, man. I saw episode two of Ghost, a.k.a. Power, TV show on Stars, and I gotta say, look, man, it's good enough to keep me watching but it ain't, it ain't like season one or two of Power. You know what I'm saying? And I got to catch up on my 90 Days Fiance, the, the African dude finally married the old white bitch, um, the old, old white fucking old ass. Well, she's old as shit. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But I need to, I need to, I might catch up on that today. I don't know yet, but I got this Gary Vee thing I got to do. Before we go, a young homie of mine hit me up at the quick strike. And it's like, I'm like, Bro, why you motherfuckers think I got all the knowledge? I mean, I, I break it down on the pod, but it's funny. But he asked, he asked me, he's like, yo, man, I need some advice about some girls. And I'm like, bro, I'm really, you know, I mean, I love ladies, but, you know, I made a lot of mistakes. And he's like, no, check it out, Ben. Yo, I just I just met this girl and she's bad as fuck. And, and I want to take her out, but COVID and I'm down to take a COVID test and quarantine and for her, you know, and sure that I'm serious and all this and that. But my homies are telling me don't call her, don't text her for a few days and if I do hit her, only hit her on Snapchat. And I'm like, yo, man, don't listen to your homies. Fuck you talking about, you know, like he's like, well, what should I do, big bro? I'm like, bro, man, you hit her on Snapchat and you already starting some like thought shit. Like, bro, like, come on, man, don't listen to what the fuck you want to do. All right. And don't start that shit on some, some lust shit. Like, you know, like it, it depends on where you want to go with this. But I know technology is totally different these days. And, and uh, dating on apps is the new norm. But peep game, bro, in life or love, and this goes for everybody listening, right? Don't play games with no girl. Like, if you fucking like her, you like her, you know what I'm saying? If you don't, you don't. Like, don't, like, I don't even know what the fuck. People like to waste other people's time. I don't get it. Meaning, why start with games from the jump? Stupid. Whether it be flossing outfits or flossing money you don't have or cars you don't own. Like, okay, maybe it gets you laid, right? But then what? You lied to get there. And then you could say, oh, well, you know, I did that to break down the wall because she only fucked with the dude who had money. And it's just like, okay, well, then what are you saying about both you guys, you know? And, uh, you know, maybe now you broke it down to the brake pads and she gets to see the real you. But me personally, like, why start with perpetration, right? Don't perp. If you like this girl, call her whenever the fuck you feel like it. But don't be thirsty. Don't do it in a thirsty way. You know, let her know you're, you're interested, you know, don't let her know you're serious yet. You don't even fucking know the girl. But look, I'll, I'll tell you, look, when I finally actually physically met Nicolette in person and we were out at nighttime, I called her once we left each other. And it was like almost 2 a.m. in the morning. And she was kind of like, whoa, fuck, it's kind of late. And she picked up, she's like, hello. And I was like, yo, I called to wish her a good night. And I was like, just want to say good night. That's it. I wanted to show her that I ain't a game type of dude. Okay, if my body language and my energy wasn't obvious enough, let me wish you a good night. Simple and plain, boom. So I suggest you do the same. If, you know, I know it's social media, like, you know, now if she, if she posts 
like a pic or something, you know, or even you follow on a story or whatever, I don't fucking know. And it's like a fire pic or it's cool. Not some random ass shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Let her earn that motherfucking part at least. You know, leave a comment. Like the pic. If it's a dope pic or whatever, and be like, you know, don't be leaving no lovey-dovey eyes and shit. No, no fucking emojis and the fucking, no purple emoji with the horny fucking face. None of that shit. Just something cool. Just be cool and see how she reacts. But let me tell you, once the stars align and everything feels right, even if you're nervous as fuck, because you know what? Being nervous is normal, all right? The rest will come naturally. And if it don't, you know what? Don't trip. You'll find the right one when it's time. As, as much as I can really say, for real. And with that said, episode 115 is done. Like, I'm just looking at this bill right now. Fuck this. Look, I'm going to tell you guys. I got a fucking property tax bill for $74,856, man. And I'm just going to pay this shit right now so it doesn't stress me out and ruin my week. But, yo, look at man. God bless y'all. No matter what time it is, wherever you are in the world, always know that you can make it a great day. All right? Yo, I love you guys. I'll see you guys on Thursday. Yo, Lakey Lake, take us home, homie.